Injuries are starting to catch up to the Chicago Bears at training camp after things started out remarkably healthy. And now it's getting to the point where so many backups are in, and we start to have questions about when it's time to panic. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter, at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. Join the Locked On Bears subtext group for even more exclusive Bears analysis. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Lockdown Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. And on the show today, we go through an injury update from Chicago Bears training camp. Quite a list of players sitting out practice. Not what is considered major injuries that are going to be super long-term, but we don't know exactly how short or long-term these injuries will be. And the, the more training camp you miss, the more preseason you miss, the less prepared they're going to be for the regular season. So we'll start with the offensive line, where you haven't had much of the starting interior consistently out there together in a handful of practices now. It's been a few days with some off days in between, and guys still not out there and not a full-strength offensive line in front of Justin Fields. Then we'll look at the defense, where you barely got half of your starters out on the field, especially as of late, and trying to build some continuity there could be a little bit of a challenge. And then we'll wrap up with something a little bit different about the Bears' upcoming preseason game, where the Tennessee Titans and head coach Mike Vrabel is stepping aside for that game and letting one of his assistant coaches be the head coach for that game. And I want to apply that that idea to the Chicago Bears as well. But let's start with the injuries that may end up impacting this weekend's first preseason game against the Tennessee Titans. And initially, for me, like the bigger concern was on the offensive line. We had seen Tevin Jenkins leave Bears practice and not return last week and, and miss some practice time as a result of that. Then Nate Davis leaves Chicago Bears practice. Cody Whitehair had some veteran off days and I think also was had a little finger issue or something where he came out and came back in. So he was coming in and out. So you had Alex Leatherwood in at left guard for a while there. You had Lucas Patrick in at right guard for Nate Davis. And then Lucas Patrick played backup center as well. And then Lucas Patrick also gets hurt at practice. And so in comes Jatiri Carter coming in at right guard. And then you're down to, you know, Lucas Patrick or then like Doug Kramer coming in at center. And all of a sudden... Your interior of this offensive line feels, you know, a little bit decimated at this point, right? I mean, you still got both of your first and second year offensive tackles out there, which is good because, you know, they're the guys who probably need the reps individually more than anyone else, right? You want those young tackles out there getting as much practice as they can to refine their individual technique and try and become more consistent players as they grow and develop in their career. So to some extent, like the players that are missing time, in practice are kind of the veterans that you trust a little bit more and feel like already know what they're able to do. And, and, you know, you're not super worried about them being ready for the regular season, but I do wonder about the effect that it can have on those young offensive tackles that Braxton Jones, and especially Darnell Wright on the right side in his first year 
they need to get used to the guard playing next to them. I mean, the offensive line as a whole needs to have that gel, right? To be to have that continuity, to have that muscle memory and really have five guys operating as one. And when three of those five guys are missing, or I guess at times I think it's two right now, but I think Tevin Jenkins is back, but it's kind of a, when a rotating cast of those guys are missing, a few of them at a time, you know, Tevin, I mean, Darnell Wright right now is not getting Nate Davis next to him at right guard. And so he's not feeling the same sort of presence at all times. Not only the veteran consistency that Nate Davis will have, but just also like knowing how wide of a stance Nate Davis takes, how how quickly he gets out of that stance, how much ground he can cover. When Wright knows he can pass a, a pass rusher off to Nate Davis because Davis will be there versus when he's got to take a guy one-on-one and how much space he can trust Nate Davis to fill and how much he thinks Nate Davis can recover. And just all the like little, almost like nonverbal communication things between two offensive linemen next to each other that just take time to build and develop, but are also very critical for young offensive tackles in particular to feel that support and that consistency next to them. So I think it's important to have those guys in there next, even though the guards themselves, like Jenkins and and Wright, I don't know, I feel like we kind of get that those guys will be fine for the most part, like kind of know what they are. They don't need to be out there for them, but I would like to see them out there for the teammates next to them. And I also start to, starts to be a reminder too, that like, hey, during the regular season, you're going to have injuries and particularly, you know, the offensive line, not all five offensive linemen are going to start all 17 games. You might have zero offensive linemen start all 17 games. I mean, you, you never know what the, what the injury situation is going to look like. And so there's a decent chance at least one of these backup offensive linemen at some position is going to have to start some kind of game for somebody with an injury. And I look at this bears offensive line depth chart and you know, not that every, not every team has guys that, you, that are backups that you really trust as a starter, but maybe guys that you're okay with in a pinch. I mean, if there were guys you loved as a starter, they would be starting or they might be starting for another team. I think for the Bears, right, we can kind of trust Lucas Patrick at either guard spot or center. If there's an injury and you plug him in, he's got some experience. He's done it before. Certainly Alex Leatherwood has upside, but we saw him struggle a bit last season and now he's at left guard. Jatiree Carter is a seventh round pick last year. I'm, I'm not quite ready to say, yeah, if he has to start a game, Feeling good about it? I mean, he might not make the 53-man roster at this point. And then offensive tackle. Larry Borum's probably the the favorite for the swing tackle right now, but Aviante Collins is in there as well from the Dallas Cowboys as a free agent. Borum, I don't know, do you trust Borum as a starter? I don't think it's going to be a disaster. You don't, you don't love it, but it's. I think you can get away with it. Like, I think between Patrick and Borum, those two guys can start at any of the five offensive line positions. I mean, not not each, but, like, between the two of them, they can cover any of the five offensive line positions. And so if you have, like, one injury at one of those spots during the regular season, okay, Borum can go in there or Lucas Patrick can go in there and it's not going to be a disaster. You're going to be all right. It's not going to be great, but you'll be all right and you can get away with it. If you start to have more than one offensive lineman injury, well, that becomes more of a challenge there and maybe that's when you start to talk about free agency or something like that. But I think right now the injuries seem to be minor enough and seem to be under control enough that I'm not ready to hit the full panic button and say, hey, go sign Dalton Reisner or one of these other quality free agents that are still sitting out there. But I certainly have a short list ready in case any of these injuries become more severe or you add more to that because you can never have too much good offensive line depth. I'd take another backup tackle. I'd take another backup guard, get more players in there. You got the cap space to do so. So that's certainly an option there. But even more injuries now have been popping up on defense ever since. We're missing literally like half the starters out there when you go watch these training camp practices. It's your first team defense is a bunch of backups at this stage of the process. 
which again, I think it's too early to panic, but I think it's important to check in on the level of concern here and what this means for that side of the ball next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors, and they've teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy football picks each week, all season long. So whether you're preparing for the draft right now or during the season, scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with the players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So with draft prep underway for this upcoming season, let's see who Vinny's picked out for this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. If you're looking for a second-year fantasy football wide receiver who can drive your team to big points while he catches on with a new starting quarterback, then expect a smooth ride when you invest in the Saints and Chris Olave. Olave was dangerous as the number one receiver in every capacity as a rookie, and now there's no reason to pump on the brakes now that he has Derek Carr throwing to him. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championships, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. The same thing is true for your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank up the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up. Because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay guaranteed fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Motors guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you've made it down to Hallis Hall for training camp in any of the last couple of days, you're, you're not seeing the full Chicago Bears defense out there. It feels more like you know, the second quarter or the second half of a preseason game. A lot of different guys in and out of the lineup. All of them, again, in this day-to-day category that Matt Eberflus insists upon using in training camp into the preseason. He, his his rule of thumb is, like, if it's a serious major long-term injury, you know, thinking guys are going to be six-plus weeks out, you know, in danger of the regular season, et cetera, then he'll let us know when it's longer. But if it's just a day-to-day thing or a week-to-week thing and, you know, they think it's probably something that's not a huge deal, then everybody's in the same boat by, to the to the public, to, to everyone on the outside. They're all just day-to-day. But you really start stacking up day-to-day players and it becomes half of your defense. Like literally at practice on Monday, Eddie Jackson left with injury. Jaquan Brisker wasn't out there playing. Kyler Gordon also did not participate with, with injury. So you're missing three starters in the secondary. And then at linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds sitting out with injury. Jack Sanborn has been out for like a week or two now. He's been kind of a longer term so far injury, has not been practicing much this preseason. And the backup, Dylan Cole, who would be in for one of those two guys on defense, also out with injury. So you're starting to really scrape the bottom of the barrel at linebacker right now. And then on the defensive line, Demarcus Walker is among that group who is not participating at practice. So that's, I mean, Dylan Cole is a backup there, but the other six guys that we named there, all starters, there's that seven players in there, like, you start 11 guys on defense. You know what I mean? They're, your starters in there are, are what? Your defensive tackles, Jones and and uh, Billings. Ngakwe will be one of your starters, but he's not at practice yet as he's still kind of getting 
getting his stuff to Chicago and, you know, tying up loose ends and stuff. So you really have two defensive line starters out there, both your defensive tackles. You got one linebacker in TJ Edwards as a starter that's out there. And then you're rotating cornerbacks. You got Jalen Johnson as one starter, and then you're rotating Stevenson and, and Smith as the other cornerback. So you've got like three or four, I guess five, like solid week one starters out there. And then everybody else is backups rotating in there. And I again start to ask some of the same questions that we were talking about with the offensive line. It's like these guys, not all 11 Bears defensive starters are going to play all 17 games. Again, it's just the reality of the modern NFL. You're going to have multiple guys injured that are going to miss multiple games. And it's kind of a good time to check in on like, okay, how much do you trust the backups getting in there? I mean, especially I think right now at linebacker is where it stands out with no Edmonds and no Sanborn and then also no Dylan Cole. So of course, the rookie fifth-round pick from Oregon, Noah Sewell, gets out there in the starting lineup with TJ Edwards. And I believe it's Demarcus Gates who's been getting some action in there, but I think they've been rotating linebackers as well. Buddy Johnson, the free agent signing in there. And I, I see that, that those guys are are not necessarily um, proven linebacker talent there, right? Like these are not guys that have a ton of starting experience, the guys that you'd have to rely on. Sewell, certainly you like him getting the development there as a fifth-round pick and getting some extra playing time in there. And, and Gates has been around a little bit. You know, last season on the practice squad, I think got called up towards the end there. But it's really it's really a little bit tough there. And I think much like the offensive line, it's like, okay, if one starter goes down, you can plug in Dylan Cole or maybe you can plug in Noah Sewell and trust that one of those guys is going to be okay and not a total disaster at linebacker. But if you start to lose more than one guy, it, it becomes a real challenge. And in the meantime, it can be very good experience and reps for Sewell and some of these other new guys to get more opportunities with the starters in this defense to try and play, you know, a little bit more and accelerate some of that development along the way. And Matt Eberflus has kind of said as much too, talking about this defense, like, Hey, we want guys out there and they're certainly missing out by not being at practice. But the silver lining is that some of these other younger guys in the roster are getting a chance to go out there and get some extra playing time. Certainly applicable right now in the secondary when you've got Neither of your starting safeties, so it was A.J. AJ Thomas in for Jaquan Brisker alongside Elijah Hicks, your seventh-round pick, Kendall Williamson, uh, behind him on the depth chart there at the strong safety spot still so far. And then, of course, you know, with, with no Kyler Gordon, it was Josh Blackwell getting in the nickel as sort of the number two nickel. Again, as expected, but good experience for all those young guys. Like, you know that Jackson and Brisker will be fine when they get back out on the field and they'll be ready to go for week one in the regular season. You'd like for Kyler Gordon to keep being out there and keep honing in, but... He was having a good training camp before that, and it sounds like his thing is pretty minor. He's been kind of in and out anyway, so you got some opportunity there. So you're feeling pretty good about those guys too. It's just tough for like all the new pieces in particular coming in, right, with with Edmonds trying to find his spot in this lineup and Demarcus Walker, right, trying to learn how you fit with everyone. It's like we know the talent that they have. There's no question that they're going to be able to be impact players for this team, but it's just about building that that sort of like on-field chemistry, certainly the leadership standpoint for both of those guys being vocal guys and trying to connect with their teammates and just knowing how to play off of each other and play off the defensive line in front of you at the linebacker spot or the other linebackers next to you. Or if you're Walker, you know, when you're exchanging rush lanes with the other defensive linemen or your run fits, kind of trying to know what everybody's responsibility is and where you're, you're supposed to fit there and what you can rely on everybody else to fill like in and like for you and around you. Like that, that's ultimately what this time is valuable for with those guys and not being out there is not a big deal when it's a week. You know, it, it, when it's just a handful of practices, no need to panic. It's the guys that end up missing two weeks, three weeks, the entire preseason that you start to really have concerns for. Like Dante Pettis at wide receiver started training camp on the non-football injury list, remains 
on the non-football injury list. I don't think we've actually gotten much concrete information on what he's actually dealing with. But, I mean, it sure seems like if he doesn't get back fairly quickly that he's not going to make this Bears 53-man roster. He's already been replaced in in terms of the punt return duties there. And certainly at wide receiver, the Bears have plenty of depth there. So, like, that one's a concern. Sanborn's missed more time than the rest of these guys. You know, the level, you know, if you got, the, like, the injury concern meter, you know, like the meme goes from, like, green to red. You know, I think most of these guys are still kind of in green. Like, okay, it's been a couple of days and that's fine. Sanborn might be getting closer to yellow of like, okay, it's been it's been a week. You know, is everything good? Like, Bears haven't said it's long term, so in theory, should be fine. And again, I don't think Sanborn's gonna like lose his fifty three man roster spot, even with if he's injured through most of this. But just you know, you want to make sure guys are out there and not missing extended period of times. And San, the longer Sanborn's out, the more that concern starts to increase. But way, way too early to be overly concerned about it up to this point and at that stage. But Something to keep an eye on here moving forward. And that's why we want to check in on injuries here on the podcast, especially with the Bears' first preseason game less than a week away. And in that preseason game, the Tennessee Titans will be going with a substitute of their own, head coach Mike Vrabel. He'll be there. He'll be on the sideline. But he's taking a step back and letting one of his assistants be the Titans' head coach in that game. And I think that's something the Chicago Bears should, should do and should consider. I don't know that it's going to happen for this game just yet, but I really like the idea. And I want to go through how the Bears might be able to approach something like that Next on Locked on Bears. It's a really cool move by Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Vrabel to say, you know what, for this first preseason game against the Chicago Bears, I'll be there. I don't have any reason not to be there. I'm going to be a part of this game, but I want to give my coaches a chance to grow within my coaching staff to come here, develop, improve as coaches, and to get better opportunities to be, you know, just to do the right thing for them. And so Mike Vrabel has said defensive line, Tennessee Titans defensive line coach Terrell Williams will be their head coach, their acting head coach for the preseason game against the Chicago Bears. It's worth noting he also has the title of assistant head coach, which usually we kind of think of as kind of a, I don't want to say empty, but kind of empty title addition that, you know, you can use to sort of promote a coach without fully promoting them or to keep them from being hired away to in a lateral move to other teams because it is considered a step above a regular position coach to also be a partially assistant head coach. And I think I just think it's a really genuinely like good, cool thing that Vrabel is doing for one of his coaches, right? Like Terrell Williams is a guy, he's what, 49 years old. He's been a defensive line coach in the NFL for about a decade now. Like he's, he's a He's not like a super young coach, but he's not an old coach either. Like he's been, he's been growing as a, from an assistant defensive line coach to a full defensive line coach, now assistant head coach. Like he slowly impro- improved his roles over time. And Vrabel wants to help him, you know, become a defensive coordinator and maybe a head coach someday and give him those opportunities. And I think every coach should do that. I mean, it's the preseason. If your starting players aren't going to play that much, why not? Why you know? Why not have your head coach take a step back and let somebody else handle some of those duties when it doesn't matter whether you win or lose? And he's not necessarily going to like become the play caller. You're not going to ask him to do a bunch of stuff that he's not prepared for, not familiar with. And also, your head coach is still going to be there, so that if something goes wrong or if something the 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 filling you know the acting assistant head coach needs a hand with, Vrabel's right there to, to turn and and be a resource for him, but not necessarily take over. I think Matt Eberflus should do the same thing at some point for his coaching staff. I don't know that he will. Every coaching staff handles things differently. The Bears don't have anyone with the assistant head coach title at this point, which you know makes it a little bit harder to guess like who that might be for the Bears. I think it's got to be an ascending coach, you know, somebody 
who, you know, that some coaches are like are in their 60s and they've been a position coach their whole career and that's just kind of what they are. You know, they're not going to be a defensive coordinator or head coach or an offensive coordinator or head coach because they just, they really like coaching that position and they're happy to do that their whole coaching career and they're not trying to necessarily work their way up the ladder that much anymore. But the Bears have other younger coaches working their way up. Certainly like we saw offensive coordinator Luke Getze got to be the head coach at the Senior Bowl this past year. It's a very valuable experience for him and I could see Matt Eberflus letting Getze run a preseason game. You know, be the head coach for that. You're not going to take away any of your offensive coordinator duties, but just Eberflus steps aside and you're leading the team. You're giving the speech. You're giving the meetings, the halftime stuff, all that. It would be on you, Luke Getze. I also think Alan Williams would be a candidate for that. You know, another guy who's been, hasn't been a defensive coordinator super long and still like right in this range of like ascending coach. He was a defensive backs coach earlier in his career, spent a little time as the Vikings defensive coordinator for a couple years and then back to DB's coach for a while. And now another chance at a defensive coordinator gig. Like he, he's, he's what only 53, like right in this range of, of trying to continue to accelerate his career as a coordinator into a potential future head coach. And you got to throw in the special teams coordinator, Richard Hightower as well, right? We don't see a lot of special teams coaches make that leap anymore, but we should. They get to coach offensive and defensive players on special teams. They're kind of built for more of that head coaching type role. He's been a special teams coach since 2017 at the full spot, but had been an assistant special teams coach for a long time in the NFL, trying to grow in, in that role into bigger and better stuff there. So I think he could do that job. But it's also cool when, yeah, the coordinators already get to coordinate. Like they're already going to get head coaching interviews if they're really good at their job. It's the position coaches that still have some working their way up to do. And I think that's part of, partially why a guy like Vrabel goes to his defensive line coach to take over that spot. And I think the Bears have some really deserving position coaches in here as well. Certainly, I'd be curious to give the quarterbacks coach Andrew Janoco a shot at it. I mean, heck, he's only 35. He's younger than Mercedes Lewis, who <laughs> the Bears just signed. But like throughout his career, he's been a quality control coach, offensive line coach, wide receivers coach, and quarterbacks coach. Like he's coached a bunch of different positions on the offense. He's in a good position to kind of have a, a wider breadth, right? He's not just some QB specialist who only knows how to coach quarterbacks, although I believe he played quarterback in, in college, but he's coached other positions on the offense and is clearly like growing into different coaching roles and is so young that, you know, he, eventually he could work his way up to being an offensive coordinator and then potentially a head coach sometime after that. I'd also throw out safeties coach Andre Curtis, a guy who used to play linebacker. He has coached defensive line. He has coached defensive backs. Now he is the Bears' safeties coach. He, too, is only 46 years old and a, and a guy who's still kind of growing, working his way up you know, through the defensive backs coaching ranks in the NFL. He's been with the Giants, the Saints, the Rams, the Seahawks, and now the Chicago Bears, but is still pretty young. And a guy who I think give him an opportunity to lead positions. We've heard Eddie Jackson and Jaquan Brisker both talk a lot about Coach Andre Curtis and, and how valuable he's been for them. And one other guy I'd throw in there, the defensive line coach, Travis Smith. You know, he, he was very successful coaching some very quality defensive linemen in Las Vegas with the Raiders. You know, helped get Ngakwe here, helped get Nick Morrow here last season. Had, had a surprising connection to a few different Bears defensive players here. But again, he's been like uh, assistant defensive line coach and a D-line coach and a few different teams and working his way up in this process. Like, I, I don't think, you know, a guy like John Hoke, the cornerbacks coach, you know, he's also their defensive passing game coordinator, but he's, you know, he's 66. He's been a DB's coach and a, and a defensive coordinator in college and, and certainly been a DB's coach in a bunch of different places. He's been coaching since 1982. You know, this guy's got, wait, 40? Is that 40 years? Yeah, the decade math starts to become hard. 40 years of coaching underneath his belt. Like, no offense to John Hoke. He's, I mean, he's very well-respected defensive backs coach, but, like, if he was going to take that next step to be a defensive coordinator and a head coach in the NFL, like, you would think it'd kind of already be getting there 
by now, so it's not like he's he's here to like ascend up the ranks necessarily to become you know that future head coach still. I mean, maybe, but doesn't seem like he's quite that same candidate for it in that same way. So I I, I would love to see Matt Eberflus give one of his younger ascending assistants a, a better opportunity here because again, for all the same reasons for Vrabel, right? It's the preseason. Why don't you see what these guys can do? I mean, throw out offensive line coach Chris Morgan, you know, a guy that everyone's been raving about so far. I'm still I still have questions about it to be honest with you, but. You know, he's, he's coached a number of different teams as an assistant offensive line coach and an O-line coach. It's like, let's see what he can do. I mean, there's got to be a guy in this coaching staff that has head coaching aspirations and that Matt Eberflus sees that sort of like natural leadership for. Because not every position coach is cut out to be a coordinator. And certainly not every position coach or coordinator is cut out to be a head coach and a leader of a team. But given that Getsy's done it at the Senior Bowl now and given that, I mean, you got to have, I mean, assistant coaches on your team, you got to have at least a couple of them that have that kind of aspiration and have that kind of leadership skill. And it'd be great to see Matt Eberflus develop them and show other coaches that, hey, you can come to Chicago and grow and advance your career and maybe move on to bigger and better things along the way. And that this is a place that you want to coach and that you want to be a part of. So I'd love to see Eberflus do it. I, I, I don't think I don't think he will. At this, I mean, this preseason, I'm sure Vrabel will probably plan this out ahead of time, but I'd like to see something like that happen sometime down the line. We'd love to hear what you think about the Chicago Bears assistant coaches or the injury situation. Are you concerned about the defensive injuries? All the starters out? Are you concerned about the offensive line or the depth on the offensive line? Let us know in the comments on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel. You can tweet us at Lockdown Bears. You can post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group or text me as part of the Lockdown Bears subtext group. Join subtext.com slash Bears is a link you go to to sign up for our private subtext group. It gives you a one-on-one -on -one communication to me directly if you want to ask questions for the podcast or it also, more importantly, gives you exclusive access to Chicago Bears content from me that you cannot get if you're not a part of the group. All 22 film breakdown. Right now we've got Yannick Ngakwe in there. We've got Khalil Herbert in there. We're going to be doing more throughout the preseason and into the regular season and the offseason as well. We've got exclusive charting and data for this Bears team. Justin Fields throwing certain routes, throwing against certain coverages. The Bears wide receivers running different routes, running different coverages. It's all as part of our subtext group. The URL to join is joinsubtext.com slash locked on bears. It's $4.99 a month, but it's exclusive stuff you can't get anywhere else. It's not going to be on the YouTube channel, not going to be part of the podcast. It's extra goodies for those of you that want even more bears analysis. Regardless, you have to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube so you can keep up with everything we're putting out there for free. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're your team every day. That's every day on the podcast. That's constant updates and the subtext group. And of course, you know that every day we're going to give you another opportunity to bear down.